welcome to Fight or Flight, a podcast about misophonia. I'm your host, Shane Fame Alexander, and here's my story. Last week on the show, I shared tales of the first few months of moving out on my own. Life was exciting, new, quieter. Then work drama happened, and I ended up being unemployed, working with the woman that owned the massage studio above me. This is how we ended 2020. This week, it's 2021, and the honeymoon stage is definitely over. This is the fourth episode of Fight or Flight, Full Tilt. New Year's Eve. We were in the midst of a lockdown and we couldn't really do much outside of our homes. Restaurants were closed. We weren't allowed to visit friends. The city wasn't doing much on a greater scale. Uh, we decided to have our own party. The residents of the building, all four of us, got together and had an intimate party at the massage studio owner's apartment. Let's call her Sam. So we all got together at Sam's apartment. We had a fun evening, chatting, drinking, and celebrating the end of 2020. After the holidays, things got back to pretty much normal. Sam and I continued to work on our plans once the lockdown got lifted, and I was trying to make the most of being locked down and unemployed. Well, technically money was coming in, as I was working with Sam still, but the arguments got constant. And in February, we parted ways. And this is when the noises began to bother me again. She got busier as the studio opened back up and she had hired a new therapist. More foot traffic, triggering the misophonia. At first, I didn't really panic. I tried to avoid the sounds as much as I could. I'd go outside, I'd go out, I'd distract myself. That worked for a while. Then there was this one evening when I returned back from the pub. I saw Sam outside. This was the first time we spoke since we got into our final argument that split our ties. She invited me up for tea. We caught up and I mentioned the sounds from her studio were starting to bother me. So she knew why I moved and what led me here in regards to the sounds my mom made. So she understood, or should have understood, that this was serious stuff. She told me she will try to make it quieter. She said to talk to our landlord to see if he could help. I told her while the stomping sounds are triggering, when she slams the cupboard doors in the laundry room and in her studio, it's pretty loud, and she could get those rubber sticky things that attach to the cupboard doors to prevent the slamming sounds. She says she didn't want to do that. Bookmark this. We're going to get back to this later. 
As the weeks progressed, I didn't hear any difference. I can tell she wasn't trying. The landlord came over and said that he wouldn't want to do anything as the building is old and it's not worth doing any renovations. Well, he did change his mind, but we'll get back to that in a future episode. So nothing was being done by anyone and the noises were continuing to get louder. To me, at least. With nothing being done, my misophonia was back. Full tilt. Considering there were only four of us living in the building and how tiny it was, it was easy for us not to see each other for weeks. Since we were on lockdown and since it was cold, I tried to stay in my apartment for most of the day. I didn't go out of my way to speak with Sam and I hardly saw her. She'd text me about things and I'd quickly respond and just be straight to the point. This is when I realized how selfish she was. She didn't realize how much my misophonia was altering my whole life. I thought I'd found a new gig and maybe the distraction of work would help me with the matters. I mean, it did before. I got hired with a work-from-home company. Things were going well. Did training and did a few shifts. It was a Sunday and I woke up with a migraine. I thought I was still getting used to the call volume and the new hours. I hadn't done any full-time work since November. The shift was fine. When the migraine was getting worse in between calls, I would take a breather. I was five hours into my shift when I decided to take one of those breathers and also get up to grab some Tylenol from my bedroom. After I finished the call, I went on break, took off my headset and stood up. I stretched and walked around my apartment to stretch my legs. I then walked into my bedroom. I was getting lightheaded. Maybe I got up too fast. Um, Maybe it's because I ate way too early and hadn't had any lunch. I walked over to the nightstand and grabbed a Tylenol extra strength. The next thing I knew, I woke up on my bed. I was confused. I didn't know how I got there. I raced over to my computer and noticed that I had been on break for 25 minutes. I must have been out for a while. I immediately messaged my team lead, told her what happened. That's not good, she wrote back. Take the rest of the day off and maybe rest up tomorrow as well. Come back on Tuesday, she noted. Sure, I promptly responded. I signed off and did a search for a virtual doctor. I needed to know if I was in danger. Remember, I didn't have any idea that I had atrophy in the front of my brain at this time. Since it was Sunday, it was pretty hard to find an on-call doctor to see me or talk to me online or on the phone. I added my name to the waitlist at telehealth. They said they'll get back to me within 48 hours. I decided to try not to stress about it and take advantage of these few days off to rest, which I did, but I fainted at work. How can I not be stressed about this? 
I would faint a couple more times during my shifts. Work was hard for me. I had to leave. I applied for sickness insurance through Service Canada and decided to take this time to take care of my health. Misophonia was changing my life. I kept my employment status a secret from the others in the building. As much as they knew, I was still working. It wasn't really hard to hide as they never saw me. I just didn't offer any new information about work. And they didn't really ask. In reality, the sound Sam continued to make was making the fight part of fight or flight amplify. I would hit the ceilings, the walls, throw pillows. It was rough. And when Sam asked how things were going, I would tell her. She continued to refuse to aid the situation, stating that she has a business and she couldn't alter the way she does stuff for anyone. I asked her again if we could put the rubber stickies on the cupboard doors. Once again, she said no. I asked the landlord. And he said he doesn't want to do anything in her studio if she didn't allow it. There was a month of relief. As February was leaving, so was the lockdown. March saw life getting back to a new normal-ish. I was able to go out and escape the sounds once again. I don't think anyone will ever understand how even one day, one day, Feeling normal helped my misophonia during this time. It was more than just being out of the apartment, away from the noise. It was something to look forward to. When things were rough, which they got daily, I had my Fridays to look forward to. I was making friends and I had a support system in place. Now this was a huge plus. We'll take a deep dive into this next week when we have a special episode of Fight or Flight when we discuss mental health and misophonia. In wrestling terms, March was a hope spot. Now, a hope spot is when after being beaten up for most of the match, the good guy tries to make a comeback, but it soon gets cut off by the bad guy. As soon as I thought not being in lockdown was helping my situation at home, and that there was relief, we went right back into lockdown. The bad guys were back in control. And oh yeah, in case you didn't know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so you're going to hear more wrestling references during this series. Just a heads up. In two weeks, spring and summer, highs and lows. But with the lows potentially bringing major highs come fall. We return to the story in a couple of weeks, but next week, it's a special edition of Fight or Flight. We will discuss how misophonia contributed to my depression and anxiety. And are they all tied up together? Or are we supposed to think of these three individually? Thank you for checking out this week's episode of Fight or Flight. I shared my story with you this week. 
if you'd like to share your story with me, please drop me a line. You can reach me at hostshane at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at shanefamecom or famefriends. On Twitter, it's famefriendspod and search Shower for the Soul on Facebook. Thanks again for dropping by and please leave a comment and a rating. Stay well and chat soon. This has been a Fame and Friends production.